Disclaimer, this episode will be discussing the dub of And You Thought There Is Never a Girl Online, up to episode 3 of the dub, and the general first half of the series in general. As such, a spoiler warning is in place. This podcast also might contain language and humor that might be inappropriate for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individual participants. They do not necessarily reflect those of Dub Talk as a whole, or any other organization said participants of the episode belong to. Enjoy. Danny, I love you. Hello and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of nerds get together and talk about a recent dub or announcement. Today we gather to discuss the second of two new additions to Funimation's Double Talk block for the spring 2016 season, and you thought there is never a girl online, aka Netoke. From project number 9, the animation studio behind Girls Beyond the Wasteland, Momo Q's Sword, and <sighs> recently my sister is unusual. <laughs> Allow us to introduce ourselves. I've been contributing to this podcast a while now, but this is my first time hosting an episode. I am Roots of Justice. My name is Classy Spartan. I am now the resident young person of the group, where everybody's talking about their DVD collections, and I'm like, lol, what? Lol, what? I am Jet. You probably heard me before. I'm Jamsta, I'm still a newbie, uh, I like log walks on the beach, an- anime by candlelight, and I'm hoping to meet some lovely ladies from this series. Wait, this is the show about online dating, right? Clearly. Might as well be. Might as well be at this point. To begin with, we will be talking about the director and the scriptwriter for the series. Do you guys Only have any guesses? for director was probably Kyle Phillips, that's about all I've got. Okay. Uh, and uh, let me see. For director, I say Cooper Chapman, and for scriptwriter, I say Jamie Marchi. I also, I also said okay. Jamie Marchi for scriptwriter. I also had Josh Greeley. Uh, as for director, I had uh, Afia Yu and Mike McFarlane because, I mean, this is that, pretty much. That's an interesting combination. I gotta say. Yeah, well, they are interesting people, and this show is interesting enough, so... Mm. Uh, 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 I, I, I mean, Mike McFarland's never did weirder things before. He somehow did no ring, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I, too, had Josh Greeley for um, basically his expertise in MMORPGs. What, what's funny was when I put him down, he mentioned on his Twitter that he had just finished... Uh, wrapping up something as lead writer, and then I realized I was way off for this show. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we were all way off. I because I wouldn't act... say unfortunately. Uh, oh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh, also, also, I had Felicia Angel as um, director because of uh, Grimgar. Forgot yeah. to mention that. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty reasonable. But, um, for scripts, we have Tyson Reinhardt. He was also responsible for the second and third seasons of High School DxD. Mm-hmm. 
He did Carnival. Yeah. And he also did prison school. There it is. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I was really hoping we'd go past that. Oh, we had that, to but... acknowledge it at least once. We could skip past it in a minute. But it had to be said once. The forms right. blew the fuck up. Okay. And... Let me just put my two cents in here. I didn't even understand what the whole issue was about. I tried to watch the episode again. Let me put it this way. If I have to Google it, it's probably not worth talking about. Okay? Right. Okay. That's, ju that's just my opinion. Fair enough. Now. Now, as for the ADR director, um, we have Chris George, who's relatively new to the, to the position, mostly being an ADR engineer for the past couple years. Um, his most notable directorial roles are... Um, he did the third and fourth border of Ghosts in the Shell Arise. Okay. He also did High School DxD Born. Okay. And what most people would probably know him for at this point is Snow White with the Red Hair. There it is! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the scripts and the directing? Directing? Okay, my food is on the script. Until I heard it was Sides of Reinhardt, I was dead sure of Tatum. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, they did work together, so probably some of Tatum rubbed off on him. Yeah, I, 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 okay, okay, I'll say this. Like, under normal circumstances, I would say it's a bad script, but for this show, I think it fits because it seems like a thing that would be too mean. Right. It, it, yeah. it seemed kind of mimetic in, in the Japanese, and it rubs off pretty well in the dub. I mean, in the subs, they're talking about yeah. waifus. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It's funny it's a Reinhardt script, because at that point, it'd be more like a Bonnie Clinkenbeard script, because it's so faithful to the Japanese, albeit with a few minor changes. I mean, I'll say this about the show. It already seems like it's... Go like, even in the subs, it already seems like it's trying hard to go down to meme town. So... It really just kind of <laughs> works already to me, and like some of it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of amusing just hearing a bunch of Japanese teenagers like trying really hard to be hip or trying to roleplay that I think it kind of works in its favor. Yeah. As for Chris, motherfucker did Snow White with the Red Hair, which is probably one of my favorite broadcast dubs they've done so far. Like, at yes. least in the top five. So, yeah. surprising choice, but not an unwelcome one. He's really getting some good stuff in now. Alright, Chris George has really kind of made a name for himself, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Snow, yeah. <clears throat> Snow White with the Red Hair was a really good dub. Very. Like. Like S class worthy of a dub. Like I think next to Noagami. I think my only real nitpick with that dub is even though I really liked Brina Palencia, I think I slightly preferred Sa Saori Hayami a little bit more. Outside of that, mm. Greeley as Zen is honestly one of my favorites of his. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well uh, let's. Uh... Keep talking about the show. Right. Also, let's just say this right now. A little bit of a tangent. 
why did they not call it Neto Gay colon and you never thought there is a girl online? Just calling it and you never thought there is a girl online is a freaking headache. And they should have done it like Shamanetta. Yeah, they or could always. They could always do it later. I don't think they can. Yeah. They've already made the title. The title. I think at this point it's Atrox Atmos Mother Nation's uh, naming. <laughs> naming Tim's is a little weird. Yeah, don't blame Funny on this one. Blame Katokawa. Were they involved in this one? Yeah. Katokawa's, like, it, wow. it's... Has, a, has a label in every show. It's weird. Yeah. Alright. Tangent done. Let us continue. Alright, uh, now we are going to begin to get into the actors. First, we have uh, Nanako Akayama, a.k.a. the... Well, we don't really know quite her role in the game yet, because the dub hasn't gotten there, but um, her character's name is Set. Set? Seti? Yeah, Set. Okay. Um... She's also the uh, the companion to another character who we'll be talking about in a little bit. Um, did you guys have any guesses for Nanako? Uh, let me see. I think I said Lindsay Sino. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. As for me, uh, I, I literally kind of forgot this character was around. My, I was trying to draw any like voice from her i saw pink i thought about who did does characters with pink hair i came up with megan shipman same here all right all right and oh, yeah. um <clears throat> i had the same thought process as you pink hair you know cutesy character i um i thought alexis tipton hmm that's interesting uh uh i also had uh, one more prediction uh, I had Genie Torado, but here's the thing. When I first saw the avatar, I did not know at the time it was Nanako's avatar, so I said to myself, she'd probably fit here, but if she fit here, she has to be Nanako as well. Alright, well, we were all wrong about this one. Really? Yeah, yeah. we were. Wait, who is the character? It, tur it turns out that Nanako Akiyama, a.k.a. Sete, was played by... T-Ballard. Really? Yep. Yeah. You... <clears throat> you would probably have heard Tia Ballard as Beast in the third season of Black Butler, Ali Gura in Blood Blockade Battlefront, or probably one of her more well-known roles, Happy from Fairy Tale. Giant talking cat dragon baby thing. Yep. Alright, so I actually kind of didn't remember that Tia Ballard was his character. I thought it was Alexis Tipton. That's why I, when somebody no. said Alexis Tipton, I'm like, wait, did we just give that away already? <laughs> okay. Oh, come on. I, I wouldn't screw it up that bad on my first time hosting. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I like... I think that proves how much I care about this character. I forgot who voiced her. Yeah, there, there's just not enough there. Well, there, well, in fairness, there is plenty there, but there's not just enough not yet. There. 
Yet. Yeah. Was that a boob joke? Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, and now I see what you did there. I mean, it's fine. I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> Hey, she's as cute as she can be. Tia gets the job done. What else can we say? Alright. That is true. I, yeah, I got nothing for this character. <laughs> I feel really bad. It's just, like, of the butt. Well, she's kind of important, but not yet. You know? Yeah. I mean, okay. Even to the subs, I really don't remember her. I didn't really remember her at all. Dude, you didn't watch the latest one? I didn't episode? watch the latest one. I, I That's the one I didn't catch up. Uh, yeah, season Alright. Before I embarrass myself further, let us continue. Yes. Okay, next up we have the Net Game Club's teacher advisor, Yui Saito, who secretly is... A player within the game named Nekohime. Who was originally thought to be a male IRL, but then the teacher said that it turned out to be the teacher. Okay, so do you guys have any guesses? Because I actually got this one right. It's hilarious know. that we mentioned Tia Ballard for the previous one, and I didn't even remember Tia Ballard voiced the previous character. And I have Tia Ballard for Nekohime. I had her somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I had Caitlyn Glass. Yeah. Interesting choice. I could see it. Yep. I, I had uh, three predictions. Uh, first one was Felicia Angel. Okay. I thought, I thought maybe she could pull off that teacher voice. I mean, with the way her range has been going lately, I would not be surprised. And the other two, uh, next one was uh, Heather Walker. And the last one was Martha Harms, because I believe they could pull off both characters very well. But here's the thing, though. I know Heather can do it, because I've seen her play some out-of-the-box characters, too. Martha Harms would definitely be the teacher, but I, I never heard her play a little girl voice yet. And they both sound they both sound exactly the same to me. Like, it's kind of weird. You've heard her do sexy, you wanted to hear her do moe. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, well, take it away, words. We were, well, I actually got this one right, but um, it ended up being Monica Rial. Yeah. Do we have to oh, introduce no. the list? Okay. Oh no 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 just, no! Just I've got like some... five or ten from a hat, and then you're good. <laughs> right. She's got a filmography as long as... Well, Tale it's long. as old as time. <laughs> but um, in particular, you can hear her as Mei Rin from the Black Butler franchise, Sonic Speed Monkey from Blood Blockade Battlefront, <laughs> and most recently, uh, Emma Guzman from Garo the Animation. Yep. Alright, gentlemen, what did you think? I actually kind of like what I've heard of this. Basically, just because of the... Th oh, sorry. Okay. Basically, Nekohime is cutesy, moe moe kyun, and that's kind of what I expected, and it's just a bunch of shitty cat puns, and it sounds like a more typical Monica Rial, while the teacher is basically 
big girl Monica real. I like. I forgot who, t who told me the phrase "big girl Monica," but I real I really like it. I'm I'm gonna stick to that. Where it's basically just big girl Monica doing the teacher IRL, and I think it works. She's pretty. She's interesting as a teacher. She, as a teacher, it's great because she sounds like she really doesn't want to deal with these fucking losers right now. But they're basically just blackmailing her because she has like a cat girl thing, and then the cat girl thing is just her being a cat girl and right an avatar and that's funny that about nails it on the head for me too yeah i mean it's about a girl so. yeah. <laughs> she was very perfect for the role oh god damn it perfect are you saying you can't deal with i um meowsing puns get out oh come on stop being so catty <laughs> Uh, All right. the, silence. the silence. I got no response for that. You have a response. It's just silence and disappointment. Just like everyone else in my life. <laughs> okay, so next up... Ah, uh, that's dark. <clears throat> I'm kidding. Next up, we have the student advisor of the Net Games Club and the student council president... And the, and the daughter of the head of the school, Rich's Sin, Kyoko Shoin. I have a question. Are we doing the character and then their avatar right beside them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can do it that way. Okay, so we'll do that. So we got Kyo, and then we got her avatar, Apricot, Apricot who <laughs> everybody just refers to as Master. Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I, uh, my first prediction was uh, Jamie Markey. Same here. Because initially when I saw the character, I thought of uh, what's-her-name from Heaven's Lost Property. And a lot, nine times out of ten, Jamie does tend to play the sexy high school character, you know. Now Rias. you see here, I... Rias, she, yeah, she I had Rias in mind. Rias. She also reminded me of Rias, now I think about it. Uh, my second prediction was, uh, Morgan Garrett, because, oh, that's why because yeah, because when you listen to her talk, she has kind of this sexy, sexy inflection of voice she can't turn off, and she, she does sound pretty good, and I kind of envisioned her here. That's a very clever way of saying you think her voice is hot. <laughs> <laughs> is that wrong? I mean... There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying you worded that very nicely. Uh, Do you have any predictions for uh, the male Avatar Apricot? Let's see. I had Christopher Bevins. Oh, I had Christopher Bevins as well. All right. Oh, oh, okay. Jet. We didn't get a. Um, I don't think we got a actual prediction from for Keo for you yet. Yeah, yeah. Either. I thought, sure. I thought, I thought, I oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I. Okay. Okay, so uh, I gotta go next. I also got I got all of these wrong. Uh, for Kyo, I had Michelle Rojas and Don Bennett. Don Bennett, I've just I really I don't like Sky Wizards, but I really wanted to hear her do the more authoritative voice again. Yeah. 
As for Michelle yeah. Rojas, I the character looks a lot to me like Toka from Data Live. Yeah. Oh sh. As no, for you, go ahead. Oh, did did you just have an oh shit moment realizing that? No, I forgot I had one prediction for Apricot, but you go ahead. Okay. Uh, the two I had for Apricot or Master were Jerry Jewel and Todd Habercorn. Okay. Those I could both see. Yeah. Anyway, you right. had one for um Apricot. for Apricot as Apricot. well. Yeah, I had Austin Tyndall. I had him somewhere else, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. He, he does show up later. Yeah, he does, but we're not. <clears throat> okay. Kyoko Shoin is Mallory Rodak, who you can hear in High School DXC Born as Rolf Weisse, uh, Seraph of the End as Shigure Yukimi, and Tokyo ESP as Minami Azuma. Oh. As, as for Apricot, I think you might be able to recognize the name as J. Michael Tatum. J. Michael Tatum. About as ham as you can get. <clears throat> Who you can hear, probably his more famous roles are uh, Enaru in One Piece. Uh, he was Zarbon in Dragon Ball. Kai... Kai. Make the distinction. People will yeah, get mad at you. Yeah, I forgot. And um, and Ray Ryugazaki in Free. Splash Free. Oh, jeez. I forgot. Also, Scar in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I can go on and on. Yeah. Ho Hoi in Kyoma. Okabe Rintaro. Kiyoya Otori. Anyways, the list will go on and on and yep. on and on and on and on. We could be on. here all day. Oh, God, no. Shabadadoo. Because <laughs> he all was right, also light, sexy, and Yurikuma. Ah, uh, right. yeah, you're right. <clears throat> ah. <laughs> all right, anyway, thoughts? I mean, uh, well, this is my first time hearing her, but um, she sounds fine, I guess. I mean, oh, I you talk about Oh, you talk about <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we'll just go through them. Right. Let's talk about the avatars quickly, since they show up for, like, two episodes, and then right. let's go to the actual characters. Yeah. about that. Okay. All right, so Tatum, Avatar, sure is Tatum. I mean, I don't know what else to say at this point. <laughs> what? It's Sexy Tatum doing what Sexy Tatum does best. Yes. Yeah, Sexy is not how I would describe it. Then again, I had issues with it the first Have you episode. seen that tank top? Yes, I've seen the tank top. Have you seen that tank top? Yes, I, I'd rather see her than him, to be completely honest. You just pick your cup of tea. Some people like it both ways. Ain't no shame in that. There ain't no shame mm -hmm. in that. Mallory Rodak seems a little rough, but, you know, you look at her filmography and there's not much there to it yet. So, I mean, yeah, that's about it's about the same thing for me. I mean, it's a, it's my first time hearing her, but it didn't really give me that much of an impression one way or the other. Right. She was apparently an extra in Heavy Objects, so you might have heard her. You just oh, don't remember who. I mean, I, I, I only listened to like the first two episodes of that, so I I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I I stuck with it because I don't like to quit things I start. 
I still need to get around to finishing Heavy Object. That's the that's debatable. I, 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 I've seen the whole series. I'm almost done with the dub. Ow. I have not watched the last episode yet for some reason. I mean, the dub's good. Yeah. Briner's pretty much the reason why I stuck around for it. It's just. I mean, the dub was good. It just wasn't the kind of show I really felt like watching more than once. So. Right. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. Hey, the main cast does it for me. That's all okay. I Okay. That's fine, that's fine. By main cast, you mean Morgan Garrett. And uh, maybe Micah Solusad, don't ask. Micah's pretty good too, actually. Okay, off topic. I'll give my thoughts. Uh, Mallory Rodak, uh, she does a good job. It's, like I said, it's a little all rough, but it's kind of authoritative. It's amusing. It's, it's different than what I would have expected, but it's just enough authoritative and kind of norky, norky, dorky, crazy that I really like what I hear and every time like every time this character does the premium like player jokes it always cracks me up and I think the delivery of that's actually pretty good as like snarky rich person right instead of just doing like uh, hey there's nothing wrong with doing the oh ho 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 oh god god like now every I'm thinking back to because every rich character in anime has got to do that at least once there is literally a character in Heavy Object named Ohoho, and I can't get away from that stupid show now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Remember, that show had so... The names were so dumb. It's unbelievable. Light novels, what the fuck are you doing? Because it... Anyways, Tatum was Tatum. Mallory, I want to hear more of yeah. her, and I liked it. Can, let's continue. Okay, so next up, we got Akane Sagawa. And this is why I get pissed. <laughs> it's not like I like... It's not like I like video games or anything. Oh, that's not even <laughs> it, man. I, I, it's pretty. It. It's her token Sundere. It is, and I had it right, but I ignored it completely. I'll go for last since I did yeah, get this one. Right. I actually got, <laughs> I actually got this one right too. Oh wow! And I and I'd be out leader because I was dead wrong. So I guess I'll go first. Uh, so for Akane, I said Brit April, and for her Avatar Swine, I said Eric Bale. Oh yeah, I forgot we're doing avatars as well because I got the I got her Avatar right actually. Ah, that's that's the give and take. <laughs> yeah. I got this 100% right. Arch, you a big man. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Don't, please don't do that again. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll give my prediction for Swine then, and I'll give my prediction for Akane last, and vice versa for uh, Jamstar. Okay. Okay, so for Swine, I, ha I did... Aaron Dismuke, and funny enough, just because I thought this would have been funny, Chris Rager. Oh, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great. 
I thought it would have been funny. I just remember <clears throat> Hardy made a giant rant once to me about how Chris Raker was basically a Bishonen pretty boy in Mikagura. And then I thought, wouldn't that be funny if he played a Schwein in this? <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, uh, well, once again, I take away. For Kane, I had Tia Ballard and Sarah Wiedenhoff. Because I've pretty much been getting used to their voices lately, and I thought maybe they could do Sundaris very well. And I also had a third prediction, and it's gonna seem kinda awkward. Chris Raker as Schwine was already awkward. I think you're okay. No, okay then. Uh, I had Jill Harris, and uh, in case you're wondering who she is, uh, she is Sakura in Assassination Classroom, the little pink-haired bitch. Okay, she's the bitchy little, like, sixth grader, Yes, right? and unfortunately... Oh, okay. Yeah, and unfortunately to Jet's disappointment, uh, Shakespeare and Divine Gate. I... When I saw... Yeah, yeah. When I saw Sakura, I listened to her, and I was like... She pretty much demonstrated every range possible for a character like Akane. I thought I would never think to put her here if Lilac didn't complain about something and Roots didn't follow up with a gift because that photo of Sakura popped in my head almost immediately. Hmm. Yeah. Alright, the one other prediction outside of the one I got correct for Akane was Sarah Ragsdale. I'm sure you can figure out where I got yep. that one. Yeah. And those fucking legs. You see the camera? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny as shit, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna live that one down. <laughs> Neither will you live down the coconut cream pie. I don't think I want to know. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> I think we may need an adult. You know what's funny? <laughs> I don't even think, like, at the end of the day, I don't think I actually like Dagashi Kashi all that much, but it did lead to some funny moments and a pretty good dub talk episode. Mm, yeah, I still need to get to the uh, Dagashi Kashi episode. Anyway, um, are we ready for the, the uh, correct answers? Shoot away, boss. Alright, so... As Akane Sagawa, we have Jade Saxton. Uh... Who you can hear in Death Parade as Nona, Dimension W as Mira, and let's get one more to round it out. Katsuki and Lock Horizon. Oh yeah, we could do a Katsuki and Lock Horizon, but I was also gonna say the other cat in Fairy Tale, oh, Carla. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that was. Yeah. There? I didn't know that. Okay. And. As for her avatar, Schwein, mm. we mm. we have. Mm. 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 He's doing it. <laughs> I got to man. Hardy's not here. Uh, All right, we got Josh Greeley. Go the floor's yours. We'll bring your sexy Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. It's Josh Greeley. Yeah. yeah, I'm Josh Greeley. Who you can hear in Blood Blockade Battlefront as Kent, as Fent the King of Depravity. 
you can hear him in The Boy and the Beast as the older Jiramaru. And one more to round it out. Zen Wisteria, Snow White with the red hair. Zen Wisteria. Which is odd, uh, because when you look at Schwein, I thought of him. I, he looks like Zen if you think about it. Yeah, he does, actually. I'll give my thoughts first this time around. Uh, Josh as the Avatar was hilarious, and just hearing... What's the line that Hard that Hardy oh, was complaining that about that, that he was like... Oh... <laughs> The Batman pajama. How they, how he, just hearing this guy as like a serious player saying Batman pajama, <laughs> like that's hilarious to me. It's so dumb and it's so bad, but it's hilarious to me. Just I, the idea that they're trying really hard to be Mimi, and to to those sweet dank Mimi's, so to speak, <laughs> as the kids Mimi's? like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. As for as for Akane. Uh, Akade's great. She's like the soon thing. I really like Jade Saxton. She's been in a lot of stuff I really like, and she's becoming a new favorite of mine, actually. Mm -hmm. I also liked... I know this was only for the second episode. Maybe they do it more. I love when she went in and out of her character, and every time she transitioned, there was a little oink. <laughs> yeah. It, like, and that cracked me up so hard when I first heard it. I'm like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> she'd get uh, flustered, the pig noise would come, and she'd, tr she'd turn in between. Yeah, that was one of my favorite points of it, too. All right. Also, one more tangent before I hand the mic off to everybody else. I gotta say... The biggest misconception about this show, it's not a harem. No. That's like, the that thing was... that surprised me the most, yeah. honestly. Uh, yeah. As of like eight episodes, this is not a harem, and not everybody is actually going for the D. To my genuine shock. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, I don't find it that weird, but... <laughs> I find it very. You, you, know, you know what's interesting? I actually think there's like a cross between Defrag and Hagenai in a sense, and that. You know what? Yeah, I can kind of yes. see that. I'm guessing those were like Ichi shows that weren't actually harems. Mm, no, not even uh, Ichi. No. Hagenai was kind it kind of went in in and out of the harm yeah thing. but it was more, mainly more about friends than about you know getting right tea, you know it's like the show is mostly like a comedy a rom-com whether it's a good one or not it likes to fluctuate <laughs> but we'll save that one for later because i have a few things to say everybody else you get to say your things oh no i got a few things to say too but that's when we get to another character all right, I'm glad we both have things to say. Anybody else have any thoughts on Akane or Schwein? Yes, I, and uh, nothing really to say. It's James Saxon, great. So let's move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it was it generally a good performance from both. So. All right, moving on, we have the token crazy. <laughs> Okay, yeah. we're doing her first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I'm gonna have to go last because I'm gonna have like when I, we give our thoughts, I'm gonna have to go last. I'm gonna I'm have, have things, things to say. say in a few seconds. Okay. okay. All right, so we are going to start our main two, the actual couple of the show, with uh, Akko Tamaki, a.k.a. Akko Tamaki. She's a... Who who uses her real name in an MMO. Because of reasons. Also, I have a quote... I have a quote here. I saved from Megan that I knew I was going to use when we brought up Akko, and it's perfect. Akko is like a territorial honey badger who rolled around in crack. (laughs) Nah, nah, she's wrong, man. Akko puts a precious cinnamon roll too pure for this earth. Although I would not mind, although I would not mind covering that cinnamon roll in icing, if you know what I mean. Oh, Ooh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm recording. Yeah, I love to stick my. Ooh, I love to stick my brown sugar in there. If you know what I mean? Oh no! Fuck me! No. All right, now I think we need an adult. Oh God. Oh boy. But okay. Okay, fucking. Mm. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Hardy to hear this. <laughs> oh, fucking. Okay. This show's so close with this character. It's so close. Like they almost have a romance thing actually going. They almost have an interesting character flaw. Or interesting character dynamic actually going. So close. So far. Yet in the end, fucking hell. That should be the new Linkin Park album, I swear. (laughs) But... It's like... Okay, should we go into predictions? Let's go into predictions before I say more on her character. Um, so let me see... I said Sarah Wheatonhalf. I also had Sarah Wheatonhalf. I had Whitney Rogers. I had I had Alexis Tipton okay. and one other prediction, and it's painfully obvious who I'd go with. I had Alexis Tipton as well, and I'm gonna take a guess. Did you did you pick Morgan no, Garrett? Sir. I oh, had okay. Brent Apple. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that that makes sense. I can see that. The only other one I had that wasn't mentioned was Monica Real. No, Monica would have been overkill, to be honest. I thought you said Micah for a second. That would have been a very different No, show. but, no, but, yeah, I'll screw that. I'll explain that later. Playing Akko Tamaki, a.k.a. Akko. Uh, Trina Nishimura. This was a surprise to me, actually. It's an interesting surprise. <clears throat> Not an unwelcome one, though. You can also hear Trina Nishimura in Attack on Titan as Mikasa. You can hear her in the Black Butler franchise as Reen Mao. And Blood Blockade Battlefront as the Invisible Werewolf Chain Sumeragi. You could also hear her as Token Sundere to the Max Makase Kurisu, or Kurisu Makase. I don't know which comes first. 
Okay. Who wants to give their thoughts? Well, it's, it's, <sighs> it's interesting to hear Trina in this role, but believe it or not, this is not the first time I ever heard her go girly. Because, uh, well, actually, he was a boy. Uh, Makagura, she played him straight girly, man. And then, now you think about it, she was also in an over, uh, I think, Hack, Legend of the Twilight, she played him, she played Girly as well. She was in Dot yeah. Hack? Yeah. Yeah, huh. they have, like, an OVA series of Dot Hack that they actually dubbed themselves. Yeah, man, she played the little girl. In I the thought that was called Quantum. Or am I thinking of something Probably. else? I don't know, Dot Hack something I gotta do my homework mm. on. Um, oh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it, too, uh, on the actual title. Um, Whatever it is, probably better than Sword Art. But oh, God. Really? Are we doing this again? Look, we're talking about an online video game where girls are trying to get inside this guy's pants. It was gonna come up oh. at some point. Okay. Qu quantum. Dot hat quantum. That was okay, the title. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. I'm trying to give everybody else a chance to speak right. because I might have a few things to say. Well, I I think she did a pretty good job, especially in the, uh, uh, how would I word, um... Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, the freakouts. Yeah, I mean, it's not my first time hearing her doing something girly. So it's not that weird to me, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I especially liked it, like, when she started talking about Nomi's, because normally when she starts, you hear with this little high, distinct voice, and then when she starts bad-mouthing Nomi's, it goes kind of deep. Like, she's really obsessed with destroying them, and each one of them, every last one of them, you know? Yep, you start hearing some Mikasa. <laughs> It's basically, it's basically like Mikasa with bigger tits and somehow even more crazy. But. Death? On this. Okay. I think we should stop. <laughs> on the subject. On the subject of normies. This show confuses me. Because I feel like the, the concept of girls being like nerds. Not even like by American standards, even by Japanese standards is a few years behind the cuss. Otumasu-san has just surpassed, like, Fate Stay Night in sales. I'm pretty sure the female market of nerds and otakus in Japan has grown so amazingly, actually. As for the whole normie thing, they're playing a free-to-play MMO that's about as fucking normie and casual as you get. True. That's a good point. Like, fucking hell. Don't try and backsass me. Anyways, on to Trina Nishimura, and then on to the character. Trina Nishimura does, is probably the standout of this series because she, she's got it all. She's got the timid nature. She's got the weird eccentricity. She's got the weird moe thing. She's got the yandere crazy mode. She's got all that. She's got the meme material of suckware. She's got the whole thing about how she doesn't see reality from fantasies, and she's hot and crazy, but a little too crazy for me. Not enough for Jamstar. That's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> okay. 
now that I got that, I need to rant. That was the <clears throat> rant. Okay. That, nope, that was just this that was just the thing. My rant is this. I feel like this show gets really close to almost being interesting in that I feel they almost give her like mental illness or some sort of like mental hang up and instability that in and of itself would be interesting if it was explored not for comedy. But because it's comedy, it seems like all the stuff about how she is unstable or cannot tell reality from fantasy and all that just kind of becomes a cheap gag and it seems a little yeah. bleh. Like, even... Actually, a good example of this. <coughs> if you wanted to do, like, an actual, like, freakout scene or something and still play it for comedy while you also feel legitimately bad and want the character to succeed... There was an episode of Kumamiko I saw recently where the little girl whose name escapes me right now. I can't believe it escapes me. Uh, girl from Kumamiko, her voice, uh, Machi, Machi, that's what it is, where she had to basically give out free samples or make samples at a supermarket. And this kid has some sort of, even though it's not stated in the show, appearance-wise and visual-wise, she has a crippling anxiety. And you could see this character, like, sweat and struggle and try to deal with that. And it's like, it is all at once kind of comedic in its presentation. But you could also legitimately see a struggle and feel bad for this character in its presentation. And it's like, I feel bad for you, kid. If this character was to have anxiety or something, I would believe that. While this character of Akko having some sort of mental instability or whatnot is mostly played for cheap gags and laughs and fan service and it's like it's it gets so close and the romance even gets close too to almost being like wow they've actually got a thing going on they come really close so close that they're already automatically better than kirito and asuna in a way in that it seems really close and more believable in some ways but the show is stupid, and the way they do Akko's character is frustrating. That I feel like I'm more annoyed that this show isn't like a generic harem than it would be. Because now I have expectations of it being better. So when it actually gets worse than I expect, it hurts more than something like 100 or Sky Wizards. Because I already know what to expect. Okay, okay that's a fair assessment. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I need to get that off my chest because it frustrates the shit out of me. Because it's like you almost have a good romance, you almost have like a good struggle with the character, you almost have a good pairing, but no, they make it stupid and dumb and frustrating. Okay, I'm done. Well said. Very well yeah. said. Okay, so yeah. Train is spectacular though. Half of this dumb couple then. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I guess we should get to our actual lead then. Yep. Our actual yep. lead. Alright. Finally, our last character is Hideki Nishimura, a.k.a. Rusion. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Uh, <laughs> the main protagonist of the series... I forgot his first name completely. 
I didn't even know he had a first name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how you sometimes forget that the main protag of Monster Musume isn't actually called Darling, but his name is Kimihito, and then you're like, wait, really? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Alright, so, do we have any predictions? Uh, I have two, so... so. I have one. I said Joe McDonald. I also had, I also had Joel McDonald. Uh, I had Micah Solusad, because I thought, when I see the character, he does freak out a bit, and Micah freaks out pretty decently. And, uh, old to Megan, he does die in the game a few times, especially Episode Eight. Uh, wait, Micah or Rusian? Yeah, both. But he does. But Micah, okay. like she said, Micah, every role he plays, he pretty much dies. So I just figured, yeah, why not? Uh, okay. Yeah, my next prediction was uh Aaron Dismuke. Uh, yeah, with I Aaron, there's two kinds of Aaron. There's a Snarky Jagoff Aaron, and then there's awkward spastic Aaron, like from Cat Planet Cuties. All of them, ironically are enough, are in Aaron Yeager. Okay. Huh? That was like a small slow clap, but I can tell you approved. And it's just kind of awkward. Okay, I'm sorry. Alright, and um, I had Austin Tyndall. Mainly for his work in similar shows. Yeah, that's, tr that's true. Honestly, when I was casting Rusian, I made, like, a list of 12 to 13, like, possible voice actor choices and spin the wheel three times. I put Chris Rager on there as, like, a joke thing, but he did I never actually landed on him. The three I landed on were Joel McDonald, as mentioned earlier, Josh Greeley, and, funny enough... Tyson Reinhardt. Alright, playing Hideki Nishimura, aka Rusian. Dallas Reed. Yep. Dallas Reed. Who's relatively light on Funimation roles, but you would probably have heard him as Suzuha in Noragami Aragoto or Kimito Kagur Kagurazaka. Kagurazaka in uh, Show Me Sample. Ah. Best show of the year. <laughs> Alright, opinions. Alright, well, okay, well, I don't really remember his role in Origami, so there's no one to say that to me. And, um, I mean, it's fine. It's pretty generic, uh, protagonist thing. Pretty much. I think yeah. he's interesting, actually. It's like. I, I know I never watched Shomin Sample, so I did. I it's interesting to hear him again, like for my first time in an actual lead role. And I really I really liked him actually. He's weird, but he's got a, he's got charisma and he's got comedic timing and he's eccentric and that's all I could expect from this character. Who I actually do kind of enjoy this yeah. character. Yeah. He's really he's really a straight man. Yeah. Meant to bounce the jokes off of him rather than him actually delivering yeah, that's true of me. It does. And instead of the jokes not him getting flustered by all the girls coming onto him, 
the jokes, mostly just all the girls making fun of him, aside from the one that's clinging yeah. to him. Yeah, the the thing I like about Dallas Reed is that he, his voice is a bit unique, but when he freaks out, it's like he's channeling Clifford Ch Chapin or something, because I hear that a lot when he freaks out. Yeah. I can hear yeah. that, actually. I, I can uh, hear that, As yeah. for when he plays Rusia, I'm just going to go off on a tangent a little bit. You... I've I'll, I've done it already. You, yeah. This is your time, So, John, pretty much, friend. you're right. He is pretty much the straight man, especially when he has to deal with Akko. Here's the thing. When you're dealing with somebody like Akko, you know, like, he pretty much sort of gets it because he's somewhat bent on himself because you got to remember, like, his whole philosophy on life and in-game management and stuff was screwed up because he thought he believed the last girl he left to be a boy. And uh, ever since then, his vicious relationship had been skewed, you know, so he meets someone like Akko, who is pretty much shy at first, but when you talk to her, she does open up a bit. Because here's the thing. I've actually been in Rusian's shoes. Like, I've actually had this happen to me once with a girl I met online. Like, she was pretty much Akko, and I was pretty much Rusian. And uh, everything was pretty cool, and like, then, you know, like, yes, things do start to get crazy, but that's not because Akko's a Yandere, you know? She's just misunderstood, you know? She's just being defensive. She's not obsessive, because if she was obsessive, she would know where, like, Nishimura lives and stuff. But when you think about it, it's kind of vice versa, because if you've seen episode 5, you see that he gets a key to her room, and when he walks in the room, she's pretty much naked, like... She wants him to see him naked. And I'm like, okay, that this is just pretty much getting weird. But, like I said, she's misunderstood. She just coming out of her shell. And I really hate it when people just badmouth her. Because you don't understand what it's like for her. You don't understand where she's been. And there are certain times I want to throw Chad James into a brick wall. Just for insulting how stupid he is. Because... And this is pretty much where I'm just going to let him use the you just don't get excuse. Thank you, Hardy. Because with Akko, you just don't get it. Like, unless you've, unless you've experienced it okay. firsthand, you just don't get it. Akko is not as dumb as you make it out to be. Especially if you see the latest episode. She pretty much comes into her own at that point. Okay, I'm done. Alright. All right, yeah, yeah, I'd say you actually do make some um, good points. I, like I said, I've never been in the shoes myself, but that is some interesting points, and I'll say that's that is fair. That is fair to say. Actually, I thought Rusian was pretty. F I actually thought it was a rather funny scene because instead of just like screaming or freaking out or falling over and just like groping or like anything else, his reaction was just calm, close the door. Yeah. Which, that seems more believable than any other situation of flailing his arms out or falling into her, like, crotch. It's like, no, close yep. the door. I also really admire his general philosophy at the beginning of, who cares if they're boy or girl? As long as they're cute, does it really matter? Which is kind of the same philosophy yep. I have with okay. Hunter Hunter. Okay. Trust me. Once you get to the Zoldix, 
I like Dallas Reed. I think he does a good job. He's actually pretty yeah. funny. I'd like to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, uh, final thoughts then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any of you guys have some final thoughts on the matter? On the show, or the dub, or both? Either, or... Or both. Okay, um, sorry, uh, d- sorry, uh, dub pretty good. A little bit better than what I would expect from this kind of show. Uh, show itself, I, show itself, I like it enough. I mean, it's a little different than what I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't redefine anything, much anything, but does break some of the traditional tropes you see with these kind of shows. That is all at once why I think this show is better than I think, but also more frustrating to me, too, like I mentioned earlier. Because it is better than what I think it is, the fact that it's somehow pulling these why-can't-they-be-together things for that, and the fact that the idea it could be this kind of story, or it could be some sort of, like, mental hang-up or crappy life and it's mostly just played for laughs instead of like an actual dramatic tension like when it's sometimes played for drama and when it actually seems like they are together and getting each other that's when i feel like this show is the strongest episode five was the closest i felt this show ever get to actually getting it it came so close that's why i get so frustrated when the reasons like the next episode it's like that happens, and it's like, it drives me up the wall. Yeah, yeah. But it's better than it's better than a typical like harem exactly. show because it's not I a mean, harem show. That's right. Think of it as like this ecky anime and more a slice of life kind of thing. That's how you gotta think about. It. I love the way you say that. I love how Isn't you say how it's ecky. pronounced. I, I, I think it's ecky. Oh my oh. god. I thought it was Ichi or Eki. I don't know. Eki's funny because sometimes if you want to be a critic, you can call it (laughs) Eki. That's a good one. Well, you know, it kind of plays around with the tropes of farm comedies, romantic comedies, even stuck-in-the-game stuff. But it doesn't play it to the point where it gets annoying. You know what I mean? I think some of the game humor actually legitimately works for this show. Like, like the whole normies thing bugs me, but some of the stuff they do about like free to play about free to play items or premium items is legitimate gold. And some of the stuff about how they're like he's legitimately trying to get them to play the game and just play the game and figure it out, and it's it works. I like that. In terms of like MMO like gaming gags, yep. those hit yeah. pretty strong. I just feel it's misguided in shit talking normies when, as I said, they're playing a free a freemium free to play MMO. Who are you? <laughs> it's a social thing, man. It happens. I know it's a social thing, but it's, it, it uh, that that's one of the things that irks me. Outside of that. I'd say the main criticism I have is, like, the script, which I, I could buy for this show, but I could see why people would be annoyed to hell and back by it, because, like, a lot of the lingo and 
I think it works for this show, and there's no real, like, pop culture references, like... The other one. We, we got our piece on it. But all in all, I feel this show's got some problems. It's got some, some things that drive me up a wall. But honestly, it's... You really could do a lot worse, and it has made me yeah. laugh quite a couple of times, yeah. actually. And you thought there is never a girl online, aka NetoGay, is currently available to stream subtitled for free and dubbed through paid subscription in its entirety through the Funimation Now streaming service. Through Funimation, it is available in North America, the UK, and Ireland. Funimation Now offers hundreds of hours of simulcast and catalog content, including dubbed episodes produced for streaming as soon as two weeks after the episode is released for simulcast. Subscription plans for all access passes, which give you access to all of their dub content as well as content in HD, are available from $7.99 a month to $59.99 a year. Start a free trial today. Full disclosure, this is not a paid plug. Alright, so, um, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Um, well, uh, again, my name's Ed. You can read my reviews on the Famine Post under, uh, Jairus Taylor. And, uh, you can also read my reviews on Animation Infinity or just follow me on Twitter under username DivineNega. Out of curiosity, what uh, are you well, reviewing for, this season? Okay, for this season? Uh... <laughs> What is it? Assassination uh, Classroom, Ruchio and Hora, and My Hero Athena. I mean, good, I, I, was good also, stuff. Yeah, I was also good, doing good season stuff. four of Arrow for live-action stuff, and that was uh, interesting. <laughs> I'll have to read those when I actually do it. I'll have to read those when I actually do Arrow. The only thing I really have to plug is my own personal Twitter, at Mangaman9000. You'll see me currently... At the time of this recording, it may change with a uh, Graham Spectre avatar for our Bacchano-themed thing. And the only thing I have to plug is Three Victims Watch, which I do with a couple of friends. A friend of mine hasn't uploaded an episode in a while. He's been busy with doing some job stuff, but we're almost done with SAO, I think. I know, but it's very rarely that a show kind of makes me as angry as that. Just weirdly enough. It's like... I think I think it's similar to this in a way in that... When it does good, it does good. That's why it hurts when it does worse. Yeah. And... Like Mother's Rosario. Oh, God. I love Yuki as a character, actually. But... Boy. No. <sighs> We're not doing don't. this here. We're not doing this here. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Yuki's a great character to play as in Dengenki Bunko Fighting Climax. Ah, okay then. Uh, well, I guess as for me, only real thing I could plug, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamstar529. I was supposed to be uh, do doing my own podcast soon, but uh, my editing skills are not up to par, but once I get that off the ground, you can pretty much look out for it. It's uh, Moonlight Madness, I'll be covering all things said the moon. He's currently under the tutelage of Sensei Lilac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she's gonna have a fun time with this recording. <laughs> as long as, as long as you're not like, what does this red button do? That's record. What does this square button do? That's the stop. What does this green arrow do? 
That's play. What are these two brackets? That's pause. Oh. I'm sorry. Did, hey, could you say that again? You'll be fine. You'll be fine if you know yeah, at least true. the simple stuff. And you yeah. can find me at Roots of Justice on Twitter and a bunch of different forums. Hopefully, I will have some sort of solo thing going here in a little bit. I keep kind of flaking out on it, but <laughs> maybe after this. Let's let's be honest. Whatever you do, you're gonna write like a bunch oh, more charts yeah. because you are yeah, the chart you master. Can... Pugs. Or more pugs. What's chart master or pug master? Oh, Either is a good title for the roots of justice. <laughs> <laughs> so from us here at Dub Talk, I would like to wish you all listeners and otaku on, my friends. Keep it manly. See you later, guys. <laughs>